Hello and welcome back to the WTOC Sports Podcast. We're back for another End Zone edition. I'm Sports Director Lindsey Goff with digital anchor Jake Wallace. Jake, fall feeling is in the air. It's cooled off a little bit and I'm excited for some more Friday night. Yeah, we have temperatures that are very, very nice, and it's going to be a great evening. Looks good weather-wise, and we have a ton of really good, interesting games on the schedule this week. It's always fun when you have a bunch of non-region games that have kind of a playoffy feel mm-hmm. in terms of really good teams and a really good atmosphere, and we're going to learn a lot about some teams tonight. It's going to be a really fun Friday evening. I think so. Before we move on to this week, I want to give a shout-out to our Play of the Week winner from last week, Buford's Tyler Haley, connected with Zyron Odom for a touchdown that helped the Eagles take down Benedictine on Friday night, improving to 3-0 on the season. They got over 50,000 votes, Jake. Yeah, it was a, a back shoulder throw. Haley's a, a lefty, and he hit Zyron Odom over there on the sideline, and Just a perfect throw, perfect catch. Odom gets his feet down, and it was a big play. And in a game that Buford just kept throwing punches um, at Benedictine and and walked away with a victory that I think surprised a lot of people in the Coastal Empire and Lowcountry. Definitely. Now, on to our game of the week for this week. Metter at Country Day. Uh, They both come into this week 2-0, but somebody's going to leave with a loss on that record. Yeah, this is one of those really kind of we mentioned those fun games that that could have a little playoff atmosphere uh Metter of course has been kind of a darling team for really the better half of about two years now they've won 16 straight games in the regular season Rodney Garvin has got a a program moving down there in Metter um but we we talked to him I talked to him earlier this week um for our game of the week segment and one of the things he talked about was just how young his defense is and We've seen that a little bit. You know, they allowed some plays and some points to be given up in their first two games of the year at Swainsboro and uh, at South Effingham. And this defense was just nasty last year. And you can see this year just in the points and in the plays they've given up that there's still some inexperience there. And Rodney Garvin mentioned that, that they're playing hard, they're playing with effort, and he likes that, but they're still figuring out how to play varsity football because they just haven't seen a lot of snaps. And so that's something I wonder if Country Day, if this experienced Country Day offense with a quarterback in Barry Kleinpeter who's in his fourth year as a starting quarterback over there and with the weapons he has around him that have all played a bunch, can that Country Day experience be a, a big factor in this game? That's what I'm looking forward to tonight. Well, you say experience, and they're on their fourth head coach in as many years, so they are even though they're an experienced squad, you know, I think they're still getting to know their new playbook as well. So a lot of changes for both teams last year. Metter won this matchup 36 to seven. They own the all time record in this series, 24 to 11, but I think they're two really different teams this year. So I'm interested to see, and you know, the, the country day crowd is going to be pumped up. Yeah. And I think Metter is going to bring some folks too. I think this is going to be a really good game over on the South side of Savannah. Um, I think both these teams can can prove something tonight. Maybe Country Day a little more on the prove it side than mm-hmm. Metter as we as we mentioned. Metter's won 16 straight in the regular season. They've won, you know, 16 of their last, you know, 20 of their last 21, something like that. Um, but this is a Country Day team that if they can win tonight at home over a really good Metter team, might you know 
get some attention from around the state. Open some eyes. You mentioned attention from around the state. Metter ranked fourth in the AJC Class A public polls right now. And, Jake, you touched on it. You talked to Rodney Garvin for our Game of the Week segment. Uh, let's have a listen to part of that interview. I've, I've liked the effort. I've liked the effort. We, uh, we've really been playing hard, and that's all I can ask. Um, the team chemistry this season is as good as – as you know, any team we've had since I've been here, you know, it started my fourth season here. We've got really good chemistry. The kids get along and they're pulling for each other and they're working for each other. That's that's kind of what I've seen through a scrimmage game and two football games, you know. Mm-hmm. That's been the big positive. You just don't know. we got a lot of new starters defensively. And and it's shown in our first two ball games. You know, we've, we've given up points in our first two games. Um, but it's not because they hadn't played hard. Um, it's just a lack of playing time. You know, we had so many really good players last year defensively, um, and, and these guys only really got to play in the fourth quarter of most ball games. So they did get some playing time, and going through the playoffs, they got extra reps, you know, for those weeks. Um, but we got some fresh faces on defense who just, they've kind of been thrown into the fire, and, uh, you know, they, they've handled it well. They've handled some adversity well. You know, we, we kind of struggled the first two ball games defensively. And they've bounced back and, and continued to play. And we've had better second halves of both ball games. So I'm proud of the kids for that. Well, you know, with us being down defensively, um, it's a major concern. Uh, they, they're very good. I feel like, and my coaching staff feels like, they're very good on the offensive side of the football. You know, that quarterback is is a run threat, a really, really big run threat. Um, so we we've got our eyes on him, and he can throw the ball as well. You know, he's, I don't know the kid's name, but number two and number four, you know, they can they can go vertical and go catch the football. And you know, he's got a really good tailback. Number three hits it downhill hard. You know, the fullback does a good job blocking offensive line. Um, I think is much improved from last season. It looks like he's added maybe a few few new kids on the offensive line from last year, and and uh, you know they they're a solid solid football team. And defensively, you know, and, and you can quote me on this. We were talking yesterday at practice about the effort piece, and I actually played against Country Day in 1982 when I was in high school. So I'm dating myself. <laughs> um, but we played down at Country Day in 82, and me and one other coach on my staff, you know, were coaching in the mid-90s and coached against Country Day down there then. And one thing that you can say for the last 30 years, and we've made this comment, effort has never been an issue at Savannah Country Day. And I tell you, what other thing to be known for has given great effort. I mean, they always, always have played very hard, and that's a – a compliment to their culture that they have established at Country Day, not just this year, but as me and my assistant said for the last 30 years, we've never seen a Country Day team that doesn't just play hard all the time, regardless of score. And that's the thing that stands out, you know, with me watching them on, on film. Jake, another game we're looking forward to that you're making the trip down for tonight, New Hampstead at Brunswick. Yeah, this is a game that's been moved and date changed. This was originally supposed to be played Thursday night here in Savannah. got moved down to Brunswick, so they're going to play it between the bricks on Friday night. 
and I think that's cool. I think it's always fun when you have, you know, Thursday games are fun, but there's a different feel yeah. for Friday. And this one is is going to be where we learn a lot about New Hampstead. The Phoenix have just rolled so far through their first three games this season. Two straight 50-plus point outings. They're averaging like 47 points a game. They've allowed just three touchdowns all season. Yeah, Kyle Hockman's got his team going, but this is going to be their toughest test of the year. This is going to be a real step up in competition. A Brunswick team that has their eyes set on a region title in Class 6A, and then to make some noise in the state playoffs. The Pirates are 2-0 in, in 2020, but they've won nine of their last 11 games. Sean Pender, kind of, this is his program now, and this Pirates team is, is you know, starting to make some noise. I've seen some tweets from, from some of the guys down there. They feel like they're slept on, and maybe they are, and, and this could be a real kind of eye-opener game if they can maybe shut down a New Hampstead offense that has really had their way so far in 2021. Yeah, the Pirates' defense is strong. They've allowed only two touchdowns all year. They're up to number eight in the AJC 6A polls. Yeah, and, and what they're going to see tonight in a New Hampstead offense is one that can that has some weapons around them. And one of the guy that Firepower. makes it, yeah, the guy that makes it go is quarterback Paulie Seeley. And, and Kyle Hockman, the head coach at New Hampstead, has – had plenty of quarterbacks come through his programs that have gone on to play at other levels. And he spoke at, at media day for Chatham County football earlier in the year and just praised Seeley for, for the kind of player he is and the way he runs their offense. And I spoke with him earlier this week. You'll see that on the, the end zone pregame later today as we're recording this Friday afternoon. And, and he was like, I don't want to praise him too much because I don't want to, you know, get his head too big but this is a guy he's completing nearly 70 percent of his passes he's thrown 11 touchdowns and he's just got weapons around him Jamel Coast Jr. their running back who admittedly from Hockman hasn't had to run the ball a whole lot but wide receivers Toriano Bias and Caden Sonnabend who is a play of the week nominee mm -hmm. uh, last week just this Phoenix offense has got a lot going for it but we're going to see what happens tonight when they play a team in Brunswick that's going to be you know at least more of a matchup than what the Phoenix have seen the first three weeks of the year. That's another one we're looking forward to. A couple other games we're going to get out to. Johnson at Jenkins at Islands. Johnson's still on the hunt for that first win. Jenkins, one and one on the year so far. Um, Islands at Savannah, both of those teams one and one as well. And how about this one, Jake? North Oconee at Benedictine. Yeah, and the question for, I think, a lot of folks is how are the cadets going to bounce back after an 0-2 start that many people didn't expect? I think right. the loss to Christopher Columbus was one thing. Uh, losing at Beaufort, for which is, this is a very good Beaufort team, no doubt about it. And, and I was at that game last week, mm -hmm. and that was not a fluke. Beaufort went out and won the game. Um, and so a tough test tonight in North Oconee, who's coming down to Savannah, a long road trip for the Titans. Um but this is the thing about kind of non-region football, right? You don't want to be playing your best football right now. And so right. there, there's some silver linings there that you expect this Benedictine team to get better. Now, does that take any sting out of an 0-2 start? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> and I would bet Danny Britt's going to have his boys red hot mad coming into this game tonight at Memorial Stadium. And so we'll see how it goes. But I, I'm looking forward to this. I wonder if we see a little bit more focused, intense cadets team than than maybe we've seen through the first two weeks i don't want to say they weren't focused or intense last week but oh and two 
for a team that expects to be right, making a run. BC. Right, expects to be making a run at a class for a state title. That's not what they envisioned, and I wonder if they start to get things turned around this evening in Savannah. Which BC is still getting respect. They're in at number four in the 4A polls for the AJC. So people around the state, I think, still recognize that this BC team has a lot of talent um, and has time to still come together and work it out we'll see if that happens tonight this is just the second meeting between these two teams so not a lot of familiarity there absolutely and and, and Britt will tell you you know we don't want to be playing our best football until we get into that region schedule and then make our playoff run but I think the cadets will tell you they expect a little more than they've shown these first two weeks of the season I wonder if we start to see some of that tonight and then you mentioned it earlier Buford just rolling right now three and oh they host West Ashley tonight uh, so that'll be another one you'll see on the end zone tonight. Yeah, Bryce Lebrand looking for their and the Eagles looking for their second straight four and start to a season and their first win over a South Carolina team three and against uh, Georgia Georgia teams two six eight teams Richmond Hill and Effingham County and then the win last week over Benedictine Buford's rolling and they've got a lot of confidence and they should because they play really good football. All right, Jake, I guess that'll do it for us on the podcast today. We will see you guys out on the sidelines tonight, and make sure you tune into the end zone at 11.15 with Jake and I. We've got scores and highlights from around the coastal empire and low country. Jake, thank you as always. Thanks a lot, Lindsay. Going to be a lot of fun tonight. Looking forward to it. All right, we'll catch you on the next one.